This is the Jamal Show. I greet you all to the land of the living, and I hope you're doing great. And when I say I hope you're doing great, what do I mean? What do I mean by that? Well, first of all, it means that I hope you're doing physically healthy. You're physically healthy. Because without your health, nothing else can be great. <clears throat> you can have a million dollars in a bank, but if you have a painful illness or debilitation, it restricts your ability to enjoy the money. So that means doing well also means that you are physically healthy, at the very least. But you know what? I was thinking about this the other day. It's not easy to be healthy in this day and age. It's not easy at all. and It's quite complicated. In fact, when I was a kid, which doesn't seem that long ago, when I was a kid, all my mother had to do was schedule doctor visits for me every six months. And then every once in a while, I'd go to a dentist and get a cleaning. I'd eat three square meals a day, like they used to tell us in school. Lots of milk. When I got sick, my mother gave me medicine. When I got the chicken pox, my mother kept me inside. But now I'm up in my 50s, and it's not easy anymore, is it? Taking care of yourself is actually a full-time job now. Let's start with what we should eat. Good health is about what you consume, right? So what we should consume things that are good for us. That's, that's what we should consume. One would presume that. But it's not that simple because the information always changes about what is good for you. When I was a kid, cereal was the breakfast for champions. Now we've learned that breakfast cereals are crap. And that's because of the high sugar content. Let's look at milk. How about milk? Why did I drink so much milk as a kid? Was it because it does the body good? Or was it because it did the pockets of dairy farmers good? I think that's a good question in a capitalistic system. How about fast food? I used to love Ronald McDonald. Some of you young people don't know who Ronald McDonald is. Now I know that fast food actually puts you on a fast pace to the grave. Now I know that Ronald McDonald was created to help influence children eat low-quality food. In fact, every time you eat, you're being influenced by huge corporations whose goals are not necessarily for you to stay healthy. On the contrary, these corporations feed you the type of stuff that gives you little consideration to your health. And that's why you have to pay attention to what you eat. Somehow you have to wade through this market of garbage so that you can survive for a long period of time without getting sick. And to accomplish that, you're going to need some doctors. That's right. Well, 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 you know, well, well, well. Speaking of doctors. Speaking of doctors. No, but, you know, you also need to uh, be not in supermarket deserts. You know, I well, mean, yeah. you yeah. know, location, th that is location, a big location. deal. Yeah, um, yeah access. Yeah, access. access. Um, and then one of the things, too, Jamal, I'm glad that you were talking about physical health, but I'm here, right, and I'm a therapist, so right. we got to talk about mental health as well. We can't let, we can't we're let gonna, that go. We're I'll save the second segment for that, <laughs> and, and, and that's going to be on a, on, on a countrywide basis. Wait, is, okay, but I did okay. say doctors with an estimate, and you need more than one these days. <laughs> See, it used to be that you could see one doctor and he would kind of be the captain of your ship. If your body needed some outside expertise, then that doctor would bring in somebody else to look at you. Or he'd send you to another, to another office. But not now. Now every consumer of healthcare has to be a master of their own illness. We must all research what kind of doctors to seek and which hospitals to go to. We need to know which clinics will take us in before we go. Now you need a team of doctors, one for each part of the body. People are actually dying in emergency rooms, by the way. And the more specialized these doctors are, the more expensive they are. Because if you didn't forget, doctors cost money. A lot of it. That is why almost everybody needs health insurance. Because only rich people can afford to get sick without it. 
Health insurance is supposed to be an aid to those who are sick, but it can only be an aid if people have access to it. And it just so happens that the best way to get access to health care in America is through employment from an organization that provides health care as a benefit. So if you work for an organization that doesn't provide health care benefits, you don't get health care. Another way to put this is you die sooner. Some people can get low-quality health care that states provide. Maybe you can get some preventative care that way, but if you make too much money, you won't even get that without paying a price you can't afford. And the result is you die sooner. Hey, you may even have health care right now. You may, be, you may be one of the lucky ones. Maybe you're rich enough to cover yourself. Maybe you work for a state agency funded by taxpayers that can afford good health care for its employees. Maybe you're in one of the few disappearing unions in America that fought like hell to get health care for its workers. Or maybe you're an American senior citizen. The largest supplier of health care is not industry, it's government. Mm. Okay, so let's not forget that. So Go- when you vote... When you vote regularly, right there you go. You end up with Medicare, which is the best healthcare program. Medicare in or Medicaid? That's right. Or, well, well, well. No, let's not equal them. They're not the same. I agree. I agree. Same. I agree. I agree. People on Medicare are actually happy with their healthcare. There, there are a few people in America yes. that are happy with their healthcare. Yes. We can't say the same about people on Medicaid, and for good reason. We'll get to that. Senior citizens vote regularly enough to force Congress to provide Medicare for the elderly. If you are lucky and you have health care, you better pray that it's good. All you can do is pray. There's not much else you can do because if your health care is not good, then you're going to find out one day, and you're going to find out in the worst way possible. For example, when Barack Obama became president, he used to talk about how his mother contracted cancer, and she would be on the phone every day arguing with insurance companies to try to get quality care to stay alive. Imagine that. Imagine being sick with cancer and having to be put on hold by some customer service agent. Imagine asking them for the care you thought you were paying for all those years. Does it sound like fun? If your insurance isn't good, then that will be you. And I can say this from personal experience, my friends, because my mother died of brain cancer. She was a judge, and she had some money. She had some coverage. But who can afford a fight with cancer? Nobody. Not even Steve Jobs. He died of cancer. John McCain, the list goes on. Hundreds of thousands of people every year. But let's say you have really good insurance. You don't have the worries of the average person. That's only half the battle because sooner or later you're going to have to deal with Big Pharma. You know Big Pharma, right? Yeah, very much so. Big Pharma is not the guy you want to meet in a dark alley. And you're not going to have to deal with Big Pharma. And you're going to have to deal with Big Pharma one day if you're lucky enough to age past 35. To put a long story short, the more important a medicine is to you living a quality life, the more expensive it will be. And this is not a function of how much the medicine costs to make. They'll tell you that, but it's not true. It's a function of how much Big Pharma thinks they can get you to pay for the medicine. That's right. While you're fighting to stay alive, you have Big Pharma there working against you. So most of us better not get sick or injured. The American healthcare system is engineered to financially break you and everybody in your family who tries to help you. And then there's always the fact that Big Pharma wants not to cure your disease, but to make it so that you can live with it and buy some more of their medicine. If you think you have enough money to afford a serious illness, you're probably wrong. The number one cause of bankruptcy in this country is serious illness. I know. I used to be a bankruptcy attorney. Sometimes people get divorced when they're dying in order to save their spouses from financial ruin. And God help you 
God help you if you have a long-term terminal illness or ever need nursing home care in America. If you're in need of elderly care in America and you're not wealthy, it's almost better to pray for an honorable death. And I'm being serious here. If you don't believe me, go visit someone in a state-funded nursing home. It will not be a fun trip. The bottom line is this, my friends. It's an accomplishment to get to the age of Dr. Alfonso Mack. <laughs> it's a tremendous accomplishment to get to the age and still be in good health. That's not an accident. You don't accidentally get to be 80 years old. I don't believe that. There are just too many potholes a person can fall into, especially if you're a minority. Diabetes, crooked cops, sickle cell, pneumonia, dementia. The list of bad endings is endless. No pun intended. I can only speak as a black man, but if you make it to a healthy 80, that says a lot about you. It says you have good DNA. It says you know how to avoid trouble. And Dr. Max certainly does. Yeah. <laughs> it says you're a good manager because mm. at the very least you know how to manage your body for longevity. It says that you have your priorities straight. It says so many things about you if you are able to grow old in America and be healthy at the same time. It's amazing. It is amazing that we discriminate against old people so much in this country because if you think about it, old people are the most successful among us. Wait a they, minute. Is this a move to uh, not vote for Biden? Opposite. Oh, okay, okay. But go ahead, go ahead. read my mind. <laughs> old people have won the greatest game in life. You don't win that game by accident. So why does ageism exist? Why would age be a thing used against my good friend Joe Biden? By the way, Joe Biden has just... Coincidentally, yes. Joe Biden has announced his campaign for re-election, thank God. Incidentally. Um, and because he, he, thank God he did, because we happen to be in a proxy war with a nuclear adversary called Russia. Now, wouldn't you rather have a president who is old enough to remember what a nuclear threat really is? Yeah. Or really feels like? In this case, Joe Biden's age and his health are good things to have in our corner. They really are. I'm glad I opened that program, too. But not to Nikki Haley. You know who Nikki Haley is, Mac? Yeah, yeah. Former, former governor of North Carolina. She oh, North Joe, Carolina. Okay. She thinks Joe Biden's age is a weakness, even though she hopes to be old herself. Which is ironic. <laughs> and she comes from a tradition where they value age. Well, she thinks that Joe Biden's age means that he is close to death, and I think I have that clip for you. If you vote for Joe Biden, you really are counting on a President Harris because the idea that he would make it until 86 years old is not um, is not something that I think is likely. That should be a scary proposition. The only thing worse than the Joe Biden presidency is a Kamala Harris presidency. So Joe Biden's got a strong presidential re-election campaign going, and so they decide to attack Kamala Harris because, of course, Joe Biden's old. So nothing like looking forward to a, a man's death in order yeah. to win an election. I don't know. Way back when, when they were first starting to run, and 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 who who was he going to pick for vice president? It was kind of understood, at least in my circles and some people, that Joe wasn't even going to finish the first term. That he was going to get in, you know, do his thing, and then uh, Harris would then uh, uh, step up. Uh, you know, maybe now he's filling his oats and he thinks he can do do another one. All right. But so. as a man from his generation, how do you feel? As a man from his generation. Well, like you said, he understands what a nuclear war is. There you go. I he mean. actually had to hide under the desk. Oh, I did it. I, I hid underneath that dang on desk. <laughs> All right. All right. I mean, it was real. So going back to Nikki, it's really, really stupid to predict someone's death just because they're older than you. Mess around and Joe Biden might outlive Nikki Haley's dumbass. And I say that. 
because my grandmother died at 91, and she outlived like three of my friends. So never predict someone's death. First of all, Nikki Haley is not wise and not old enough, apparently, <clears throat> to know that she shouldn't do that. In addition, what Nikki Haley, Haley fails to realize in this clip is that Joe Biden has already succeeded where most of us will fail. Most of us will fail at being healthy into old age because it's hard to do. We're too busy working ourselves to death to worry about dying. It seems that being healthy is hard, and it's expensive, too. And it takes study. And our government is too broken to help us make it easier right now. But this is the kind of stuff that government should be doing. It should be doing more to support the health of its citizens because what good is government if it can't help you stay alive? And with that, y'all can hear that we have other people in the studio, so I think it's time for the official start. Yes, yes, start the show. Start the show. uh, Welcome to Saturday, my friends, the very next day of your life. This is the Jamal Show, the place to get intelligent. Um, Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Live and on your favorite podcast network. My name is Jamal. I'm an int- attorney and an information junkie from Harlem, and I'm passing the fruits of my illness right on to you. As for me, I'm your listener guide, mostly along for the ride, coming through the Hartford studios of WKND, and I'm doing that live, not for just a reason, but for a season. On this day, the revolution will be televised on Facebook. That's where we are now, where most revolutions go to die. Mine's goes there to live. Go to the Jamal Show Facebook page now, and your intelligence will improve. Got to say hello to the Archbishop of Mac Urban Talk Radio. Did I get that right, my man? CLM Urban Radio. That's where I'm about to get fired, y'all. Just give a hand clap for that one. Um, let me see if I can get my stuff straight. Dr. Alfonso Mac. I'm here. here. I'm here. Studio. I'm here. He just came back from picking up his Viagra. And right, we gave right, him a, right, a round right. of applause for that. Male. Another addition to our studio family today is a guest host, Miss Nicole Mayweather-Banks. Hello. Glad to have you. you? Nicole is a therapist who works with transgender people in the Hartford area. She's an angel. We're going to ask her to shout out her website and contact information later on the show. Moving on, it's been like a month since you last saw a broadcast. The last time we talked was like two weeks ago. The theme was Chains. It was a transgender show about transgender issues and with a real transgender person. Jamal, I got to tell you, that was one of the most powerful shows we've ever done. And since that time... I mean, the newspapers have been filled with this. Top New York Times last week did a couple pages on it. Uh, I mean, it's like, I mean, we were like on the cutting edge of this. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of good feedback, too, from people who listened to the show. I and mean, so <clears throat> to change the way things are going, I will actually think about sending you a check now. Dr. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. No, it's, it's not the thought that counts. The reason why it's a big issue <laughs> is because transgender people are being persecuted right now. So we hope to remind people today and every day that trans people are humans who deserve dignity. That was the broadcast two weeks ago. Today I'm reminding you that the most important asset you can possess is your health. But how will I accomplish that? Well, just like I always do it, by scheming and planning on how to get you all more intelligent. And it isn't easy with Trump distracting everybody with his indictment tour. Sooner or later, it's going to be time for some silver bracelets. Yes, I'm talking about locking up the former president. If we are a country of laws like we say we are, then we would do that without question. Will, will, will he be next door to the uh, Supreme Court, Judge? Oh, wow. We're going to hit that in the third segment. Okay. All right. Um, all right. The answer is yes, Clarence Thomas is a scumbag. All right. That's I think, what you asked, uh, right, 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 right. That, I think that's right. what he asked. Okay. Now, if you came late to the party, I would remind you that this broadcast <laughs> will soon be up on every podcast network that exists. Of course, that makes me a very handsome liar. But it's a lie that we can all make true with your help. So please share the gift of the Jamal Show with a loved one. And I promise you more intelligence instead of turkey for Thanksgiving. Lastly, please know that my views do not represent the views of this station because the owner thinks I'm a member of Antifa. So there's that. 
Now, remember, my friends, you can call and join the verbal protest at any time. Just call 860-218-2173. 860-218-2173 again. Also, call that number if you need a lawyer that does not suck. The email address to the show is jamalshowradio at gmail.com. Isn't it time for a break? There, I said it for you. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about health care yeah. with our guests. Yeah. And also, America's mental health. We're going to have a roundtable about that, and I'm going to force some answers out of these people sitting next to me. <laughs> Until then, I dedicate the upcoming song to you listeners, because you will like it. The song like, is why not? Spanish Harlem. Why is mental care not equal to physical care? Is that what you're going to go? Not treated equally. Don't tell me about it, though. Don't tell me about it, though, because I'm trying to save oh, that oh, as a, oh, a surprise. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this song is called Spanish Harlem. Nobody knows. <laughs> a age rap group called Seeds of Labor. You're with the Jamal <laughs> Show. Meet me on the other side of God. Hit me. When I saw the girl, I felt I had to kick the jargon. Come into my secret garden, young Latina, cause I like what I saw when I seen ya. Ayo, I like chicks that speak Espanol and live in Spanish Harlem. I'm just seeking stardom. The hips is mad thick, the hair is mad slick. Dominican accents with luggage in the back end. The New York City dating games a lot scarier. The more fly the girl, the more dangerous the areas. Projects are rugged, brownstones the homes. To these queens of the uptown scene. A hip-hop dream, if I ever make it. I sparkle green, damn I couldn't take it. But up here the girl's so fly, it's like a show. Or a video, I'm on my way to the studio. With my man Jamal and my DJ Eric. Seen a Latin chick that was so dope, I have to share this. She had a baby shirt and jeans to hug the waistline. Expensive clothes with the navel exposed. Gear was from the village, the pretty eyes were smiling. Attitude from Harlem, body from the island. Of Puerto Rico, but she was raised in Manhattan. Don't say Hispanic, you gotta call them Latin. So I started threading my way through the pedestrians, straight towards the girl who had the thighs of an equestrian. Uh -huh. Hola, senorita, I'm from Virginia. That's down south, where it's quite strange to see a girl of your complexion. Then ask her which direction that she was heading. Then I started forgetting all about this girl because coming up the street was a different chick that had a beat. When I was up in Spanish Harlem, when I saw the girl, I felt I had to kick the target. Coming to my secret garden. Spanish Harlem girls are all over. Yeah. I want the legs to spread like that virus called Ebola. But I don't disrespect when I see you in the discotheque dancing to Selena. Pretty young Latina, check it. We can pick the town like Picasso. If you got to muchacho, I'll catch beef like a taco from a young desperado who's not trying to hear it. How I want to touch your mind, your body and your spirit. Cause straight up and down, I love the chicks. I grew up around in Fila kicks from 116th to 96. Ain't this something? How we cruise the party scene looking for a beauty queen with holes in my jeans. What's that supposed to mean? I'm not your enemy, so check my integrity. I'm loving life, just like I'm loving the spice on your beans and rice. But your parents is tripe, cause yeah. they don't like the type. Non-Spanish speaking with a couple of stripes, plus a medal from the ghetto. When I was up in Spanish Harlem, when I saw the girl, I felt I had to kick the target. Come into my secret garden, young Latina, cause I like what I saw when I seen it. When I was up in Spanish Harlem, when I saw the girl, I felt I had to kick the target. Spanish 
You know, you really have to believe in what you're doing in life in order to better get through it. That's really the message of this show. That's what this show is all about. And we hope you believe in the message as much as we do, which is why we're hoping that you'll take this opportunity to support us through coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com backslash The Jamal Show. Please join us there. Consider buying us a coffee. We need the caffeine to keep this show running and to keep telling the truth, quite honestly. So why don't you join us, and we'll give you a nice shout-out on the next broadcast. Join us at coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com backslash The Jamal Show. We'd really appreciate any support you can give us. Thank you very much. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Remember that from Groucho Marx? You might remember that. All right. Hello again, my friends. That song is called Spanish Harlem. It's by a group called Caesar Labor, and I've played a few times before. I played it a few times before. You can find that song wherever you stream your music, Spotify, Amazon Music, etc. Check them out. Remember, you heard them first on The Jamal Show, the place to get intelligent. Again, if you want to call it, the number is 860-218-2173. All right. Moving on, it is most definitely a pleasure to have you back with us on The Jamal Show on WKND and on podcast. If you didn't notice from the last segment, I'm obviously in favor of universal health care. I'm in favor of health care as a right. And as much as there are those who say we cannot afford it, I say that we can. It's just a matter of priorities. For example, we Americans fought the Iraq War. It's fair to say that since back then, the history has taught us that the Iraq War was a complete waste of time. We now know that the cost of the Iraq War would have paid for 10 years of health care for everybody in America. At so least. At everybody. Least, at least. At least. So instead of protecting our lives with weapons of war, we could have protected our lives with medicine. And a move like that would have supported a stronger economy because a lot of people in America only work a regular job to access a valuable health care plan. If not for lack of health care, billions of people would be trying a small business right now. In fact, we have two people in the studio right now who are trying to make a small business work. But we, and I say we because I'm one of them, we are being hindered by a lack of adequate insurance. Those two people are me and Nicole Mayweather Banks. What's your take, Nicole? What kind of what kind of obstacles do you run into getting health care as an independent businesswoman? Well, one thing is the cost, right? Being able to well, when you're first starting on a business, there's a good a point in time to where you have to actually make the money. Right. So if you're not making the money yet and you have to pay for health insurance, then you have to go and figure out what type of insurance that you need, what type of insurance is going to give you what it is that, you know, you're dealing with. My wife had to get health insurance at one point in time, so she had to go through, okay, what's going to give me as far as going to my physical doctor? But then, does this cover dental? Does it cover vision? It doesn't cover everything. Even right now, I'm lucky, right? I have, my wife has a job now, and I'm under her health insurance. But even under her health insurance, through her job, there's still the high deductibles that are out there right now to where before you even go to use your health insurance you have to pay three thousand five thousand dollars before you can even use your health insurance so i'm putting in but then i'm also paying at the same time Uh, mac has not got nothing to say about this because he's one of those aforementioned state workers (laughs) (laughs) there's only a few people who can afford health insurance and state uh the state um billionaires like michael bloomberg um i'll tell you exactly this deductible thing let's spell it out really quickly the problem is that there's only good insurance and there's bad insurance. If you're not getting good insurance, it's probably bad. And that's when I start referring to what you would call high deductibles. Basically, what they're saying is we have to pay 
several hundred dollars a month for on the Obamacare marketplace. If you have money. Now, if you don't have any money, you're good. If, if you don't make any money, you're good. The, the, the most well-off people in this country are the rich and the very, very poor, right? But if you... If you start a little business and you're making a little money and you make over the threshold for, for Medicaid, then you have to enter the Obamacare marketplace. And here's the problem. The problem is that these plans cost three, four, five, six, eight, $800 a month. Or more. Then you go to the hospital, right? I, I did that for a minute. I actually mm-hmm. paid that high price for a minute. Then you go to the hospital and you get a surprise. A bill. But, yeah, yeah. See, because I'm from the old school, right? I thought paying insurance means you don't get bills. See, that's how it used to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just went to the doctor. The doctor never hit me with a bill. You know, never you asked me. When I was home. a kid, I never got asked for my social security number. So now you go to the I went to the hospital during COVID just to check it out if I saw it. They didn't yeah, even yeah, give me ahead. an x-ray. They didn't even give me an x-ray. They kept me in there for hours. And the bill was $3,000. I, I went to the hospital to try to, like, itemize yeah, it. Whatever. And try to get, mm-hmm. They couldn't tell me what it was for, but they said that every bill from the minute you step inside the hospital is going to come to that amount, just just for the base care. Yeah. Just well, for the base care. So I got to pay $3,000 and a monthly $800, $600 premium? Like, what is this? Well, if you have catastrophic health care versus regular health care, the classifications of this is uh, is what you're what you're getting into. Catastrophic health care will not take care of your everyday needs. Only if you get smacked by that car or you you know didn't make it through that plane crash. You know that's when um, you know that's what catastrophic health care is for. But your everyday, you know, I got a sniffle and all the rest of that. Um, yeah, that that's where it starts to get expensive. And you can forget about specialized care because to get a dentist, you have to be rich these days. <laughs> dentists do it, like I don't. When did dentist, you're a dentist, doctor? So yeah, you're gonna have yep, to answer go for all of them. Go ahead, go ahead. When did dentists stop taking insurance? No, because they, because uh, uh, only rich, only like travelers insurance, like the guys that work down downtown Hartford <laughs> that are walking around making ninety thousand a year. They take that stuff. Well, what happens is if you want to talk about dental insurance, is that. Uh, dentists can't work for nothing. And, you know, so it's been $1,500 uh, a year okay. for the past three decades uh, that your dental insurance is. And then the dental insurance wants to tell you what you can charge and what you can't charge, regardless or irregardless of what your expenses are. You know, so you have pressure from one side and pressure from another. And so yeah. the dentist says, you know what? No. I'm I'm not dealing with it. Why? Because yeah. I don't need to deal with it. We're running you... into the same issue in mm-hmm. mental health as well. Really? Um, Go ahead. Yeah, there's a lot of individuals now that are opting not to take health insurance um, because they don't want to go through dealing with the health insurance companies. So what they do is they'll either do private pay or sometimes they'll do out of network to where the out of network clients will pay up front and then they have to go go to the insurance company and try to get their money back which but, is making it harder to access health care because who can pay up front or how, you don't even know how to fill out the form mm. all right filling out the form is nine tenths of the battle okay now, a little background i actually met dr mack while i was managing a dental office yeah and so i will give you this Dental materials are expensive. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, how many of these dentists are dealing with Chinese um, um, people to, to make the teeth? Not anymore. Just to br- Oh, they can't do that anymore? No. Well, you know, come on. Biden's shut, been shutting that stuff oh, down, wow. man. We used to be able to get a break in that. So now we're back to using uh, American, uh, how would you say, dental labs again. And Which so means that, that it's three times as much. The cost is up there and yeah. things of that nature. So uh, it's... 
Oh, by the way, did you see in Waterbury, uh, this guy was uh, doing dentistry with a, uh, didn't have a license in the, in the state of Connecticut? You'd be oh. surprised at how much that happens. That happens oh. with lawyers. Uh, yeah. When I was in New Practicing York. Practicing without a license? What? Oh, all day, baby. All day. Just to get off track, there was a lawyer um, in New York that, that he was uh, studying for the bar, apparently. He told yeah. the whole firm to study for the bar. He never went to law school. Yeah. He told him he passed the bar. They made him a lawyer for three years, paid him $225,000 a year and then one day he went into court and the other side was like by the way can we see your um <laughs> yeah can we see your law license yeah please? yeah and the whole thing came down man that yeah. law firm is now no longer existing yeah it was a big law firm too but let's talk about mental health care for a minute and I'm well, not you, about you can't even get separate mental health care coverage i mean you would like to have it included in your Healthcare well, right. in total. No, no. I mean, go ahead. You meaning me? But if you're talking about Elon Musk or Michael Bloomberg, they can get mental health care coverage. Michael Bloomberg, Elon well, Musk. He's covered by the yeah, fact yeah. he's got billions of yeah, dollars. Yeah. Okay. Jeff Bezos can get mental right, health care. Right. All right. But I'm not talking about schizophrenia. I'm talking about mental stability. It seems like Americans are really on edge these days, and I'm curious to know what why what you think is happening. We seem to see each other as enemies. And what are the symptoms? Well, there's this new thing going around called wrong place, wrong time shootings. We didn't get to talk about this last week. Wrong place, wrong time. Because of the change uh, episode. But the terms of wrong place, wrong time, they're used when someone gets assaulted for harmless, for a harmless mistake that we've all made before. It describes when a hothead gets a gun and uses it in an act of overkill for a perceived slight. For example... In Kansas City and Missouri on April 13th, two shots were fired at Ralph Yarl, a black teen. You've heard about this who knocked on the wrong door <laughs> trying to pick up his brothers. He survived after being shot in the head. In Austin, Texas, on April 8th, two cheerleaders got shot in a grocery store parking lot just after midnight. Cheerleaders are intimidating to some people, y'all. Very, very intimidating. Very intimidating. Uh, <laughs> those apparently, skirts, those skirts. Maybe it was the pom-poms. <laughs> yeah, it could be a gun Obviously, though. obviously. The incident occurred because one of the girls accidentally tried to get in the wrong vehicle. In upstate New York on April 15th, two shots were fired from reports at cars, full of young people looking for a party in the wrong driveway. 20-year-old Kaylin Gillis was killed by a bullet that struck the car, driven by her boyfriend. Here's some sound from Gillis' father, and this is really touching, so I just wanted y'all to hear this really quickly. Where is that? Here it goes. 65-year-old Kevin Monaghan is facing a second-degree murder charge. Authorities say Gillis was with her boyfriend, Blake Walsh, and two others, driving on this rural New York road looking for a friend's house last weekend when they lost cell service. With no GPS, they pulled into Monaghan's driveway. Police say he fired two shots as the car was turning around. Is the father. Kalen was hit. Walsh telling NBC, my friend said they're shooting, go. I tried to step on the gas as fast as I could, and that's when the fatal shot came through. For this man to sit on his porch and fire at a car with no threat is just angers me so badly. And I, I just hope to God that he dies in jail. Could you see yourself in his shoes? Oh, the man is shot? The man, the, the father of the woman that was shot. For oh, the father? Yeah, yeah, well, well the father wants revenge, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or would you call that justice, Jamal? Just last week in Texas, a man was spending some recreational time me. with his best friend. <laughs> a man was spending some recreational time with his best friend, and his best friend was an AK-47, of course. He was shooting off rounds at after 10 p.m. in his backyard. He had neighbors. His neighbors asked him to please stop shooting his semi-automatic assault rifle in a residential community at midnight. So what does he do? He marches to his neighbor's home and shoots everybody he can find in the head, including a child. In Atlanta, just three days ago, we had a man shoot up a health clinic 
while he was seeking mental health assistance. Yeah. 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 I, I guess the line was too long. Yeah. Or, or something. Two days ago, a homeless man was choked to death on camera by some sort of subway v- vigilante. That I can't, I still can't figure this out. The vigilante will probably soon be charged with murder, but what kind of animal keeps another human being in a deadly chokehold even after he's blacked out? And chewing gum. I, for I, I, I keep minutes. that. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of protests in New York City about this incident right now. Maybe it's not mental illness affecting Americans on a wide scale because studies tell us that mentally ill folks are generally peaceful. Yes. Well, I guess it all depends, right? It depends on what what the mental illness is. Everyone has some sort of uh, mental stress, right, or mm-hmm. struggle, anxiety, depression. But it all depends on, you know, how is it? Is their mental illness well treated? If it's not well treated, then we see the event like that happened um, when it was a vet, wasn't he? Yeah, he's a who, vet who went and, and was his trying mother. To get well, health. his mother was like, "Come to the mental clinic with right. me, son." And he, she, she probably should have <laughs> pat him down for a gun first, mm-hmm. you know. Hey, hindsight is always twenty twenty. A mother right. patting down her son. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, he was being taken because he was mentally ill. Maybe You're she right. didn't know he had guns. That's usually the story. Mm-hmm. That's usually the story. But something's going on with American citizens in general, and it's not just too many guns, even though that's a problem. But it's not the only problem. We have mass stabbings now. We have mass stabbings now, like the ones that occurred on the campus of California University last week, killing two or three people. It seems that we have a violence problem in general now, and it's not a healthy society. Oh, University of Idaho. The guy went in there and stabbed yep, those three There you three go, Kohlberger. Yeah. It appears to be for experiment. Like, yeah. hey, can I get away with this? Right. What it makes you, it makes you wonder, right? The, what is going on inside individuals' head that makes them say, "Okay, well, not say, but I'm gonna go and I'm going to, you know, kill or injure, you know, all of these people." It makes you wonder what what type of struggles that they have gone through. What is it that is making them feel as though right, there's no other option, there's no other way? Well, the or- Texas shooting really um, really is interesting to me. You know why? Because this guy's not even from America, right? Well, that's where I was he's, about he's, that. He's what they call a migrant, right? Who, or uh, I guess the governor calls him an illegal immigrant, right? So check this out. You're an illegal immigrant. Let's, let's step into his shoes, which means and you've been deport- deported four times already, right? Right, right. You're shooting an AK-47 in your backyard in a neighborhood. Which he can do in not, his home country. Not Yeah, in his home country, but not in the neighborhood of, in Texas, right? Right. It, okay, so Texas is a hanging state, by the way. Yes. It's a hanging state. Yes. With lots of sheriffs that yeah, don't yeah, like migrants. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. You're a migrant. Your wife is a fugitive from ICE. Mm-hmm. His wife <laughs> is a fugitive from ICE. Yeah. So he shoots a gun in his backyard like, oh, whatever. This seems to me like he's picking up the culture of the country he moved to, almost. Right. You, you see what he, was happening here? Well, they bring it with him. He, 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 they no, bring but, it no, with him. This culture is the one that's doing the mass shootings. He came here and became a mass shooter. Well, like, why he was shooting in his backyard, though, right? He wasn't, the, the goal wasn't for that and, and originally, correct? Well, I mean, the guy just said, hey, can you please stop shooting at midnight? And he then shoots five people in the head. Well, that, well, that's the, yeah. He was in his backyard. The guy right. came, and then we want to figure out, well, why well, do you I'm take just, the next step? I'm just amazed that someone would take a chance like that. It's almost like you break out of jail and you get a house and you're like, I want to stay under undercover. Let me go ahead and shoot this AK-47 in my backyard. That won't take any attention. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like he brought attention to himself. Mm. And it just amazes me. Um, over and over again, we see in this, in this economy people who will throw away their lives to make a point. 
You know what I'm saying? Like the the, the kid in, the, in Buffalo, 19 years old, goes to a supermarket and shoots 10, 85 plus people in the head. Okay, I get your point, but you know they weren't gonna have babies anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like you know, if you're gonna be a good white supremacist, you might want to go target mm-hmm. people a little bit younger. Also, like so now you're 19, you're gonna spend 70 years in jail. Yeah, you're not gonna have any kids ever to help the white cause. You know what I'm saying? Lack of value for life, right? Lack of value for other your people's life. lives, but in your own, right? But is this a generational thing? I mean, have we, have they, have, have this, gener- have these generations become so insensitized mm-hmm. by the quote unquote games that they play? I mean, they, they play games 24 7 where you knock somebody down with a car and that, and that, and that, and that individual gets back up. Well, in real life, they don't get back up. Right. By the way, okay. you know, um, you're talking about video games. You know, here, here's some fun facts for you. You know who has the who has a high per capita gun ownership? Switzerland, right? Not that it matters to you. It's also known as the one that one of the healthiest countries in the world and the happiest. They are probably happy because they haven't had a mass shooting in 21 years, and their murder rate is basically zero. That's in Switzerland. I've been meaning to go there, by the way, even though everyone looks the same. I've been there once. <laughs> uh, yes, they are better than us in that way. They are better better than us in that way. But of course, we still call ourselves a Christian nation. Perhaps it takes Christianity to see your neighbor as the enemy to be shot for knocking on the wrong door. America also has its rabble-rousers. People who turn up the heat on social issues just to get people angry and keep them in a permanent state of PTSD. Basically what the station owner calls me. We've got people like Governor Greg Abbott. A better name for him is Greg Asshole. That's what he acted like to the victims of the most recent Texas shooting, making sure to call the victims all illegal immigrants. All of them as they lie de- dead in blood, even though two of them were not illegal immigrants. That's a leader for you. A nine-year-old boy gets shot in the head while protecting his mother, and one of our elected officials wants you to know that the dead boy was a criminal. How inspiring. And up until recently, we had Tucker Carlson rabble rousing in similar ways. Excuse me. Now, I know Tucker was recently fired for a number of reasons, but when I listen to some of Tucker's on-air rhetoric, it's hard to believe they took so long to fire Tucker. And I want you all to hear some of this. Clearly, Fox executives weren't listening to what Tucker said on air. I just can't believe he didn't get fired for saying this stuff in this well, next clip. They were listening to the money come in. Money. Yeah, he was. He got 3.3 million viewers a, uh, uh, a night, mm-hmm. which is roughly oh, yeah. three times what CNN got. Mm-hmm. But... A lot of people don't know this. CNN was actually more profitable because the quality of Fox viewers sucks. <laughs> they don't buy things. Right, um, right. CNN had a, had a better uh, buying the Demographics, viewership. yeah. Here's Tucker at his best. Leaders worship multiculturalism because all cultures are equal, except they're not all equal. Our civilization is superior, and we need to defend it. Latin American countries are forcing demographic change on this country at a rate that American voters consistently say they don't want. We have a moral obligation to admit the world's poor, they tell us, even if it makes our own country poorer and dirtier and more divided. Isn't it crowding your country the fastest way to despoil it, to, to pollute it? How precisely is diversity our strength? Do you get along better with your neighbors or your coworkers if you can't understand each other or share no common values? White supremacy, that's the problem. This is a hoax. This may be a lot of things, this moment we're living through, but it is definitely not about black lives. And remember that when they come for you, and at this rate, they will. We have every right to fight to preserve our nation and our heritage and our culture. What is hate speech? All cultures are equal, except they're not all equal. What is a white supremacist? What precisely is privilege? 
our civilization is superior and we need to defend it. What exactly is a nationalist? Our leaders are weak. If you let people spray paint obscenities on City Hall, pretty soon they are overturning cop cars. Weakness invites aggression. What is a fascist? There was no physical evidence that George Floyd was murdered by a cop. What exactly is this disinformation? All right, I gotta go. So yes, he, he says there's no evidence that George Floyd was murdered by a cop, even though it was on video. And then he asked, what is different disinformation? <laughs> How ironic, right? That's how ironic, right? It, 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 it's amazing. But, Did any of um, that stuff surprise you? Yeah. It, what, what's happening is we have, uh, how would you say, people who should show common sense and, and authority uh, just don't seem to manifest it. But yet they are able to physically uh, and vocally uh, throw their ideals out for the purpose of generating money. All right? No matter how crazy it is, as long as it generates money, they think that justifies it. But no, but... You know, we have a moralistic responsibility to be, quote-unquote, truthful. And for the record, those weren't outtakes that Fox put out later. All those statements were on the air. Yeah. That's what he didn't get fired for. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, his bosses heard all that, and they were like, oh, no, that's cool. That's Because cool. the money was uh, coming send in. Him, send him the check like we like we told, talked about before. Make sure that check shows up. They were fine with that. What they weren't fine was, you know, him, like, uh, abusing the women and plus office. he but you know he was also he was also protected by the first amendment to be able to, to say those types of things okay so when you throw the first amendment protection on top of this you know okay it, so let's not get this wrong though the first amendment protects you from the government your boss can fire you <laughs> you know what I'm saying? True. Like if you go, if um, <clears throat> if you go in, if you work for Fox News and you say Rupert Murdoch is a piece of crap, mm -hmm. he can fire you for that. He can fire you for wearing the wrong color pants. He can't fire you for illegal reasons like um, being black, being gay. Um, unfortunately, they can still fire you for being trans. Mm -hmm. but, you know that's something we still have to work on. That hasn't been changed yet. Mm -hmm. But most of the, um, the 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 big things like nationality, they can't fire you for Christian uh, religion. They can't fire you for not not outright. They yeah, can do, no, they, can, they well, can make up say, reasons. Well, let's just say that labor rights in America are quickly disappearing, and you have no right to work. <laughs> so, unless your boss says, "I can't stand the fact that you're black, get out of my office," you probably don't have a case. And that's just the way American law the, works. The tolerance these days has also increased. The tolerance for you know discrimination and bigotry and the language that if if we have a president who can say whatever the hell he wants to say, right? We had one who, yeah. who just said whatever he wanted to say then everybody else feels like it's okay. It's okay to just use whatever language, even if it's um, oh, not yeah. the safest. You and I were watching a documentary about MAGA rap, mm -hmm. about that. Yeah. And one thing I noticed about that is that one thing about Trump followers, they feel like because they can say something, they should. Mm. They, they don't have a filter like, yeah, maybe it's not smart to say this. <clears throat> or maybe that's not a good persuasion way to say this. They were given well, permission. Trump says whatever he wants. So yeah. I'm going to say whatever I want. They were given permission. <laughs> you know? I want to give Jimmy some time to talk about a book, so let me just say this. Sometimes I wonder why migrants walk barefoot through hundreds of miles of forest to start a new life here in America. Sometimes I wonder about that. I feel like maybe if we showed these migrants a film of what it's actually really like to live as a minority in America with all the nonsense with cops and being last hired and first fired all the time and all the stuff about being the working poor, if migrants knew the reality of America, I wonder... I don't doubt it necessarily, but I wonder would they still come to our border and the numbers that they do. Well, there's no road. 
That's why they walk through that. I mean, they have to. If it there may, was a road, they, you know, they walk the road. My point is, though, it may be actually easier to get health care in America than it is in Mexico than it is in America. I mean, judging by all the people who fly to Mexico to get health care, um, last month we saw different um, animal. Four Diff- people go down the, there. The price. Oh yeah, that that. And uh, then they got, yeah. you know, one of them got yeah. two of them got killed. I'm thinking. Maybe if migrants saw reality, they'd be like, screw that. I'm not going to walk a thousand miles just to live in a studio apartment with three other guys from the fruit stand. I'd rather just start a revolution in my own country. I have a better chance of success fighting in my own country than I do drowning off the coast of Key West while white people laugh at me. Because that's where they're going. They're, they're drowning in the waters. They're, they're, they're getting lost. And they're getting you know, assaulted and raped in the forest. And I wonder, is it all worth it for them? And on that note, it's time to take another commercial break. But don't worry. The Jamal Show commercial breaks rarely include a commercial. What we do instead is play some refreshing indie music. And it's time. It's going to be another song. We're going to play. What what do we have? Um, Tenth Wonder by Mex Cortez. I almost forgot. But it's a great song. I really love this guy. Uh, Check out this song and get back to us afterwards. Black Indus. Girl, you got me focused on the cream. Yeah. God making sure we on the scene. Yeah. You beside me when I'm working on my dream. Yeah. The day I make it, can't wait to see you scream. Yeah. Oh, my head is busy watching memes. Yeah. That is rapper, but for you, I'm coming clean. Yeah. Joe, who could you my staff as queen? Yeah. I just see you in 17. Give me that thunder. I've been praying all day. You're my tenth wonder. You make the pain go away. Show me the way, my boo. Show me the way, my darling. Can't wait to say I do. You know I keep on falling. Show me the way, my boo. Show me the way, my darling. Can't wait to say I do. You know I keep on falling. Falling for you, yeah. You, yeah. You, yeah. Falling for you. Mami, shuka kia ina flani Uko moto cheche ya ni hauna utani Mshawa gawisho neza run the town Wani 10th wonder kwangu number one Nafasi ya kuhipu kwangu milele Si waoni hawe kine baby ni wewe Nishike kupeleke baka kilele Piga kelele Give me that thunder I've been praying all day You're my 10th wonder You make the pain go away Show me the way my boo Show me the way my darling Can't wait to say I do You know I keep on falling Show me the way my boo Show me the way my darling Can't wait to say I do You know I keep on falling Falling for you, yeah You, yeah, you, yeah Falling for you Hello again, my friends. Life is for the living here at the Jamal Show, the place where we brand intelligence and then put it out into the world. That song was 10th Wonder by Mex Cortez, the best rapper in Africa. Check him out on all your streaming platforms. You won't be sorry. By the way, 
If you want to join us for the discussion, the number is 860-218-2173, but you are running out of time because Jimmy is waiting on the phone as we speak. Jimmy! Don't be scared, even though we do buy it. <laughs> now, we have a little bit of time. How much time do we have? 11 minutes. All right. I just want to say a very important public service message, and that is that Justice Clarence Thomas is a scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say that. I say this because, as some of you know, this man has been taken In your opinion. From Republican activists and billionaires for what appears to be bribes. But we will never know, since Thomas never disclosed such gifts on his disclosure papers. What an idiot. Turns out Thomas's wife was receiving payments for some unknown work she did as well. By accepting trips and treasure from a billionaire, Thomas has again proved himself unworthy of the Supreme Court, in my opinion. Maybe the opinion of some people in here as well. Uh-huh. Someone yeah. needs to impeach this man, for real. Now, let's go ahead and do Jimmy with books. Let's go ahead and get Jimmy on. Uh, you know what? He gets mad if I don't play his intro. Here we go. Hello, hello. Jimmy! What's up, my friend? Jimmy! Yes, how are you? Can't hear him. Nope, can't hear him. Jimmy, Jimmy. I'm here. You had him. You had him. Hello? We just can't hear him in the studio. Oh, okay. You can hear me here, though, right? Nope. Doesn't look like it. Hello? Hey, there you go. That, deserve, that guy deserves a prize. All right, all right. So we got a good worker here. Jimmy, I hear right, you have man. a book that you've been reading recently. Why don't you tell us a little yeah. bit about your experience? Okay, you can hear me, right? Oh, my fault, my fault. Jimmy, On the in the studio we have... A lovely young lady who is a therapist who actually sent you a book. And we'll be talking oh, about the book nice. in, in two weeks. So please meet Nicole Mayweather-Banks, and she will be talking to you as well. Jimmy, tell hey, me Jimmy. about Hey, Jimmy. Hey, how are you, Nicole? How are you? Good. Okay, good. You guys can hear me. Um, all right, so the book I'm reading this week is uh, it's actually a, a book uh, in a series by a guy called Dr. Sebi. Um Dr. Sebi is a herbalist, nutritionist, and so forth. This book is called How to Cure Cancer, but it's not really about cancer or anything like that. It's just about um, a diet high in water, high in vegetables, uh, similar to the diet that like, the Nation of Islam espouses, similar to the diet that Rastafarians espouse. Um, Dick Gregory used to talk about eating like this back in the 70s, and it's basically... Um, a way to keep in inflammation down. Um, the, his theory is that disease is is caused by mucus collecting in the body, and um, water is the best way to get rid of mucus. So I don't know why it's called how to cure cancer. I, I don't I don't um, endorse that theory, uh, but I think Dr. Sebi has some interesting things to say about diet. So. Interesting thing about this, we discussed this uh, a day or two ago, me and you. Was yeah. how, what brought you to Dr. Sebi? Because um, it has a lot to do with the healthcare issue that we were talking about earlier. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? The, the, the what brought me to Dr. Sebi is realizing that no matter what happens, really, with my particular health, I'm going to have to cure it myself because I have uh, Obamacare. I have the Affordable uh, Care Plan. And it used to be good. In the days of Obama, it used to be good. But then when Donald Trump came in, Obamacare got messed up. So now I can't really get to good doctors. Um, if I go to a doctor, it's like the doctor knows that I have no other choice but to go to them. Um, I've, been, I, I've had some bad experiences, like with a podiatrist. 
I had a real bad experience. And so you kind of get the feeling that unless you have really great health insurance or unless you can pay out of your pocket, you just better not get sick. And so I initially went to Dr. Sebi as a way of making sure that I can proactively stay healthy because the healthcare system isn't, isn't really something I could be comfortable going in and, and expecting to get good service. I think what Jimmy's talking about, what Trump did, was when Obamacare first came out, they had different color codes for the quality, so you could judge the quality of the care. And I think the big thing that that the Trump administration did was take away the coding so that all care kind of looked the same. But I think that's the problem, isn't it? We're color coding quality of health care. Anywhere yeah. you go, whatever well, color code is. Right, but it should not, right? Color, if you go, maybe not a color code. If you, if you go to get health care, you should be getting health care. Everyone should be getting quality health care. Yeah, but there is a difference in, like, say, how many times you can visit the doctor. How much of the copay do you pay? Mm. These are all, like, negotiations. Like, you know, some with some health insurance, really good health insurance, you don't yeah. have to pay any copay. It shouldn't be that way, though. You know? Um, it all depends. Like, the problem is that we've applied capitalism to health care. So there's going to be better health care. You know. You're still paying for health care on a piecemeal basis. I mean, you, you're not paying for the treatment of a disease. You're paying for pieces. Like, for instance, like uh, there, was, there was this one thing out there called capitation uh, where a doctor was paid a set fee and he had to cure so many people. All right. Uh, like, for instance, like if you have diabetes, okay, He's not built. He, he doctor's not paid based on the fact that he's treating you for diabetes. He's he's being paid he or she based on the fact that he does so many pieces of things yeah. to to treat you. All right, and that's how it, it is. All right, uh, I'm I'm more in favor of uh, going back to the system of uh, paying a doctor for taking so many people that have uh, say like diabetes. And letting and giving him a, him her a fixed amount of money so that he can then figure out how best to make it work. I think the big problem with this system is that people don't have access to it. Like they access used to, to be what? that to healthcare. Look, it used to be that you have to force yourself to go to the doctor. Now you have to find the doctor first. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? You got to find a doctor that accepts your insurance. If you have state insurance, good luck. Good luck in cities. Well, nobody. Well, 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 state insurance. I'll tell you straight up. Nobody wants to deal with the. Um, how would you say the uh, the I'll, I'll say the Medicaid uh, program? If you're a healthcare practitioner, really? they'll come in and uh, knock on the door and literally rape your accounting system to find out something that you did three or four years ago and then charge you for it as if you're a criminal. And you say, you know what? You know, the first time that happens to you, you say. I don't need this, you know. I mean, I mean, I, I really don't need to go through this this, this drama. So I'm out of this. Mm-hmm. All right. And then what and you make do? What you do? So many hoops just yeah. to get just to get paneled with insurance companies. It's the state insurance. They make you jump through so many hoops, and it takes a long time. So the de- Dennis I was working for, he actually left Medicaid for the reasons that you named. And what he did when he wanted to serve the community. He just did pro bono cases. Right, that's all you do. He said, "Hey, you know, I'll do this. I'll do this for free for you." There you go. That way, I don't have to be involved with the system, or what have you. You know what I'm saying? I think the only solution to this is universal health care. Do you? Well, you know, you're going to have to do what deal with Nicole and uh, and and. 
tell me what value do you place on mental health? Well, I can tell you the value we place now. No, I want to hear it from her. I can tell you the value we place now on mental health. Mm-hmm. Now, um, most mentally um, ill patients go to jail. That's you, how we, yes. That's how we solve it. Well, poor. Yeah, they're, they're poor, especially, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so the problem with mental health is that's where it starts, right? Mental health can affect everything so even mental health can affect your physical health um and the acts especially with the community that i work with right with the trans individuals who they don't have right access to um you know education and employment so with that right with the lack of funds then they do end up on state insurance so with state insurance then they have to also right go and find individuals who are able to provide that trans affirming care so that's another um issue to it and Right now, they the state is trying to make it difficult for individuals to do telehealth. Yes. Telehealth has right. given so much access to people <clears throat> who are unable to get to a physical right. location. That's true. And right now, with my population, I serve Connecticut. So if there's individuals who are unable to find someone who does the work that I do in their area, telehealth really gives them access to those services. So what they're trying to do now is make it so that individuals can't go and get telehealth unless there's a, a, a reason. You have to give a reason as to why. Well, I approved yeah. the reason. Yes. It has to be approved, yes. Well, I know a little bit about that because I'm doing some side work for Smile Direct Club, but we're running out of time. So, Jimmy, are you still there? Yes, yes sir. You to uh, close out with, what do you think is the solution for this? Is it universal health care? And then we're going to go to uh, to Nicole for her to uh, shout out her information. So, try to make it quick. But what do you think the is the solution, solution for is, this? Um, the health care that Barack Obama originally proposed and, and had. As a person who gets that, that health care was great. They gave me marriage counseling, my wife and I. I had mental health counseling. I, I had a, a counselor for the first time, a therapist for the first time in my life. Whatever the Republicans did, the Republicans and Joe Manchin did to change that, when they got it into Amerigroup, whatever that was, was what messed it up. The original Barack Obama idea was great. I wish you the best of luck and the best of health. We'll be talking to you in two weeks. And I think I, um, you should be getting this other book called The Danish Girl. We're going to talk about that in two weeks, my brother. Hey, go oh, ahead. Oh, that's awesome. Day. Thank you. Okay, he's going. With you, Nicole, I want you to uh, definitely give your contact information because of the resources that you provide to the community. Very, very important. Tell these people who you are. My name is Nicole Mayweather Banks. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I am the owner of a private practice therapy. I serve uh, exclusively trans and non-binary individuals, um, gender expansive individuals. Um, my email address is, I'm sorry, my website is changingfacesllc.org changingfacesllc.org on top of therapy services I'm also a trainer and um, facilitator I can give speeches so if anybody's looking for someone to come in and talk about trans issues whether it's you know private or in your business please give me a shout out she's actually great at giving trainings for businesses too so yes very much so if you need a training for for transgender issues or any kind of issues um, that, in, that the workplace. Might, in the workplace, that might to, this, right? Then definitely, you might want to call this woman. Yeah, up. and I have provided virtually as well, so it does not only have to be in the state of Connecticut. So we are running out of time, my friends. Um, let me give a shout out to Denise Wunderler, Doctor Denise Wunderler, my son JD Wright, Joe Duncan, my sweetheart Deborah Abram. Sometimes <laughs> the Archbishop, Doctor Alfonso Mack, my hey. dad, Doctor Carson Wright, 
my favorite client, Michael Ray of Cool and the Gang, and also everybody else. We got to get Denise Wendler back, man. Yeah, we do. We'll get we got to get her back. In fact, call me if you need an alibi or better yet, a defense attorney. But most of all, I love our listeners, all 17 of them, perhaps 18 now. My friends, without the listener, we wouldn't have anyone to talk to, and that would be sad indeed. So please take care of yourself and try to take care of someone else too. See you in two weeks. We love you. This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show. Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show.